Hey, what it is, it's the Manfuse Podcast. Ben H. riding next to me, as always. What up? I am Kay Lee, your host, audio producer, and voice artist. So we are kind of, I'm still reeling and feeling just energetic from yeah. our previous episode that we dropped with um, keynote speaker, author, Tommy Breedlove. Yeah. He was um, he was definitely a get, yeah. and, and I have to probably give props to Burt Weiss for strong arming him into Absolutely. our presence begging yeah please get on these guys who podcast. knows what he had to do to yeah get him here. whatever you had to do bert thank yeah. you yeah thank you <laughs> thank you for burning down your connections and stuff but no in all sincerity it was um tommy was awesome he, he was you know he's a great friend of a previous interview with another keynote speaker that we did um chris tough which right. was an amazing get also um you know it's uh I love, I, I saw some common themes, so you know, and, and I believe they're commonalities that you see with a lot of authors and yes. keynote speakers that are, I guess, would you classify in the motivational speaking space, yeah. Um, yeah. self-education, self-help, right. um, make yourself a better machine to where you can live more. Self-actualizing. Yeah, yeah, and it's just the simple fact that, you know, we're all going on paths of people that came yeah. before us. Napoleon Hill, uh, I mean, you name a crazy amount of authors um, who are in this genre, who have yeah. written books that are just celebrated and, and still used 50, 100 years, you know, to this day. Yeah, and so much of it is counter to what we are taught in school and, and to what we're taught in society because what you see there's a common theme or a common thread that goes through all these things and even if you want to talk about the bible you know all the literature all the great people tony robbins everybody even talks about it it's about what's within you it's about going within it's about having the 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 discoveries within yourself um that that's where the answers are the answers aren't out here in the world the answers aren't with material things. The answers aren't with, you know, going somewhere like a beach or, you know, it's not it's not about that. It's about who you are inside. It's about communicating with yourself and continuing to build that rapport with yourself. And I um, think, you know, and one of those things, because every one of us, even uh, Tommy Breedlove, he even he was very um, transparent about it, that he gets off course. He wakes yeah. up in a bad mood sometimes, right. just like anybody else does. Of course. And he might start reacting to things in a way that, you know, his staff and his, his group around him right. keep him in line. Like, is it that serious right. right or whatever it needs to be checked yes and you know it's like checking your ego at the door or Absolutely. checking your you know i'm not saying like you know he was um, implying these things but it's just like no one's too big to have technology fail them right or to have you know uh just wake up and just be like ah i can't do this today to have doubt or doubt you right know, to have, yeah. have these doubts i mean i think that's something again you know we look at people from the outside and it's easy to think that, oh, they don't have the same struggles that I do or they're not up against the same, uh, you know, challenges that I am or something like that. Or, you know, and that's like such a victim mentality where you're saying it's harder for me. But I think we all have that, you know, I mean, because life is hard. Things get really difficult at times. And, you know, 
I think a lot of what Tommy talks about and a lot of what he's written goes back to that is, is, Hey, you know, you've got to do the work on yourself. Nothing bad can come of doing the work on yourself. No, no, only self-improvement, right? Absolutely. You get better at handling things. You get better at doing things. You get more efficient. You start to acquire a team around you that helps ground you, keep you in check, um, keep the, the mission or the goal in place and, and moving towards it. And I mean, and that all comes with sharpening your best tool, which is yourself. Yeah, man. You know, um, discipline equals freedom. Like Jocko says. Yeah. I mean, I'm starting to feel really good. You know, we, we, we've been doing 75 hard since oh, I hate you. January 1st. Fucking hate you. And I'm currently on, I'm on day 21, right? Not, now. You haven't had a drink in 21 days? No. How oh, good for I've you. I've done two workouts a day. Oh, I haven't drank any alcohol. Asshole. I've taken pictures. I've, I've busted through a book or two. I've been drinking gallons of water. <sighs> Following a, a diet, but dude, I am a been, fucking slob. But I am a been, gross slob. I got to tell you, I mean, up until this point, like literally this morning when I was working out, I was like, "Damn, dude, I feel great. Like I'm starting to feel really strong." You know what I mean? But it has been so difficult. This one has been. I mean, we've had the Arctic blast. Yeah, here in Georgia. I mean, it's been four degrees outside. With a wind, it feels been, like negative. I've been doing P90X at negative five. Oh, Jesus. You know, um, you know, at five in the morning. Oh, my like God. Like slipping on ice and shit. And it's been like dislodging a fucking, you know, a tire out of the mud or something. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's been so hard to get back in the swing of it. My business has never been in a better place. I have put under contract in the month of January ten million dollars. Damn! I have. Didn't you say? Da, 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 da. I have raised for investment three million dollars this month of investment capital. Where people are coming to me and they're saying, "Hey, can you help me put money to work?" Hmm. And I say, "Of course, I can help you put money to work." And they say, "Can you show me some examples of how you've helped other people put money to work?" And I say, "Well, look at this example, this example, this example." And dude, I've secured three million dollars this month. They're going to spend it. It's going to be their property. I haven't. They're not sending me the money, right? But it's amazing that when you start doing these things, when you start going in to your own shit, when you start challenging yourself to do hard things, all of a sudden, you get better. You get more focused. You give yourself more focus, you get more focus. You ask for bigger opportunities, they come to you. Everything becomes more clairvoyant when you're doing hard things. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. And and as you're sitting there telling me about your... your, uh, your strategic strength in in forcing yourself to get back into the 75 hard i hate you <laughs> i hate you i know because i have well i haven't mentally even tried i guess and said okay you're gonna do this because at my current place at the moment i don't even see where i would do it yeah but i have but i am there. on the worst <laughs> worst like working out fitness like rut i have ever been in like right. i just i mean i think i've done two workouts since the 
first of the year. Like, well, maybe three. Well, that's three. That's that's not horrible, dude. I mean, that's pretty horrible for me. I mean, that's compared horrible. to the forty that I've done, it's shit. But, yeah, you know, yeah. we're not talking about. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that, I'm sitting but here that's going, normal. Fuck. But that's pretty regular for someone to work out like that. But dude, you've got to challenge yourself physically somehow, and you know, I know I'm preaching to the choir here because. Look, I'm a guy who doesn't like to work out hard. You love to work out hard. I do. I mean, but... so for me, it's even harder because I don't want to fucking do it. Yeah. You I... actually want to do it. Well, I mean, but I... you just can't find the time. I mean, which is understandable. You wake up at three in the morning, but I'm just saying it the time is there. It's there, dude. Yeah, you just gotta carve it you out. You just I mean, it's not even about waking up early. It's hey. Um, it's no, you're going to sacrifice because a lot of times, I mean, at the rate I've been, you know, dealing with these businesses I, and I've been just that I've been working on, I just, I'm like, I feel like there's going to have to be a balance. And I asked Tommy about that. I said, you know, because I'm in the, I'm in spring, I'm in the spring of my business, which, you know, we talked about on the last yeah. episode. And he's like, the fact that if you didn't even get to spring. That's is right. an amazing you have to feat. Be grateful for that. Right. And you know, is it okay if for me to ask my family to have some patience yeah. with me because I'm going to be on the phone a lot right. and I'm going to be working That's and right. I might be working when it doesn't even seem like I should be working. It might be nine o'clock at night and I, you know, and I still might be going. It's because we are in this position to do some amazing things that will hopefully secure not only money, but security for my family. Okay. I mean, for the future, for, for people that are riding with me, yeah. um, in this, you know, for, you know, you, for, oh, for everybody has been empire building, by the way, for those of you who don't know, I mean, this it's, guy has been absolutely on fire. I mean, for the and, past, I would give you, I mean, you're, you're typically on fire anyway, but I would say you've really been like on fire for six months. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you've been absolutely since like July. You've just been freaking tearing ass. I mean, and of I recent, mean, things are really starting to come back. All this energy that you've put out is really starting to respond. The universe is responding. I tell people all the time: the marketplace will respond to your activity. That's true. It will respond to your activity. If you need activity, all you have to do is go out into your marketplace and put some action into it because the marketplace will respond to it. Yeah, I was actually, it's funny you say that because one of my- And the marketplace, not to interrupt, is now really responding to your activity. Yeah, I mean, like, it just seems like, I was telling Ben without going into too much detail just yet, there's another opportunity. I, I told Ben earlier, I said, you know, in December- I didn't realize it at that very moment before Christmas, but the universe handed me a fucking layup. Yeah. And the layup really didn't even take, I didn't even see it as a complete layup. I saw that there was an opportunity before Christmas, but after we got back from break, I it came back into my mind and I made a couple of steps of action and it seemed like the universe just connected some serious dots. And I was telling that story to um, to Ben earlier, but to uh, one of my um, consultants, I guess you'd say. She's one of my mentors. She's in, she's 
in, integral with keeping me educated and guiding me in certain areas. And I was telling her about this opportunity and she goes, and I go, I guess it's just, you know, the universe. She goes, no, it's not the universe. She goes, it's you. She was like, everything you've been doing up until this point has created your ability to connect those dots. And while it seems like it's an absolute coincidence, she's like, it's not. CJ used to say that um, success is where preparation and luck intersect. Correct. Oh, that's what more I was yeah, looking for. I think that's what you were looking for. The old wise Buddha CJ yeah, Stam. I love CJ. Who but knows yes. how much money that guy's worth? I mean, he's he's doing Probably all right. Probably like a hundred million. He's doing all right. Yeah. He's another great uh, friend, mentor. He's a wise little Buddha. <laughs> and he's not very little. He's like a tall glass of yeah. water. <laughs> all leg, no dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't either. I <laughs> hope he never hears this episode. <laughs> he probably won't. Would you call me a dickless, long-legged <laughs> fucking... Uh, no, uh, we were actually... We were trying to talk very fond of you. Yeah, yeah. Is that fond? Yeah, no, the truth is he's a paper towel roll. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, you refer to me as cheese wheel. <laughs> yeah, cheese or wheel. Or thermos. Also, the ability to even recognize... And go after the opportunity. It, it, going through that, that seeing that, I said to myself when I heard about this opportunity, I said, there is a need. And this is what I said internally that needs to be filled. And then Christmas came and I brought it up again and it came back into my mind. And one of my mentors and one of my business partners said, go find this. And I go, oh, that's all? Right. And that night, I actually found it and it actually worked. Yeah. And I'm like, that just tells you, and I'm in no way am I bragging. I'm in the very beginning stages of a lot of different things. It's moving forward. But the fact is, is that if you see an opportunity, and this is what it taught me, and you don't go after it, you don't at least try to connect the dots. When you see an opportunity in real estate, whether it be a house that's not for sale, but you know he'll sell, you have an opportunity at that point to see if you can find a buyer. If Absolutely. it's a piece of land, but guess what? If you don't try to connect the dots to put the buyer and the seller together, you make nothing. That's right. You will never, and somebody else is gonna come along and take advantage of that opportunity. And they always do. Yeah, because why, why would it not? They always why would do. they not? But the simple fact is, is if you see something, it just, it really was a, it was a reminder to even me because there's other opportunities I probably see where I go, huh? Eh, yeah, I'll never be able to pull that off. Right. That's because right. it's just going to take too much time. We only have time in the day. You're wrong because you might be able to, to pull a version of that off to where it doesn't take all your time, but you're involved. Yes. And that's where action it's just one of those things. It's like, for me, at this particular case, it was just about asking another question to somebody else that produced the dot I was going to connect to. Right. You know, and it did. And so I guess I'm telling you that to anybody listening to this is if you see something, whether you think you can do it or not, think about, try to make the connection, try yeah. to take advantage of that opportunity. And you know what? 99% of the time, I would say I've gone after an opportunity 
and it didn't work. And it wasn't as easy. Like it wasn't like this particular last thing I'm talking about, which was very easy. Yeah. So far. There have been other times where I've like even gone down a rabbit hole trying to put something together and it, you know, and it doesn't work. You ain't gonna get anything if you don't try. Well, and a lot of times you see opportunities, you see things or you think about things and you talk yourself out of doing it. Talk yourself out of taking action on something, you know, because you assume the answer is going to be no, or you assume that you're not going to be able to do it anyway. And that can be summed up as simply as just saying it's a fear of failure. The failure becomes realized when you allow the fear of failure to dictate your actions. Does that make sense? Absolutely. 100%. The failure occurs the moment that you allow yourself not to act based on a fear of failure. Right. It's like false evidence appearing real. All all of a sudden, the opportunity is gone. All of a sudden, it was real. It was a possibility for you. If you would have just done something... It would have happened. Made a phone call. If you would have just picked up the phone, if you would have just knocked on the door, if you would have just talked to that girl, if you would have just whatever. And it's not that everything you built yourself for in your life did not put that in front of you at the right moment in time. It did. It all worked. Everything you ever heard of worked. Every prayer you ever prayed was answered (laughs) in that moment. But you allowed fear of failure. To prevent you from acting. Or laziness or just I don't feel like it or whatever it was. Yeah, and and to me all that's fear of failure because laziness is just an excuse to the fact that you're fucking scared. You know what I'm saying? We all sure. get scared. And, and, so, and so they ask me, all of them, they say, well, Ben, what then is the antithesis to fear of failure? It's called faith. Yeah, blind faith. It's called faith. faith. Blind faith. Faith that it is going to work. I know that it might not work, and I'm afraid to ask the question. But guess what? Just like you said, I see a real need here. Wow, that's a real opportunity. I have faith that that's something that needs to happen, and I know that I'm the guy that could make it happen. Do I know it's going to work? No. Do I think it's going to work? Probably not. I mean, right. Do Do, I I even know how the fuck to do it? No. But I have faith, and I just act. Yeah. I just, regardless of how scared I am, I just act. I just do it. You know? Yeah. I just go for it. Right. And yeah, it's just one of those things, exactly what you said. It's like, not everything... that the fear isn't present. No, you just go for it anyway. You just choose faith over fear. Right. It's like you said, everything you have lived and done yeah. led you to that <laughs> moment. Everything. Right there. That's right. And it was there for the taking. It was there for you. All you had to do is just reach out and touch it. Right. Your paths crossed with this thing or that thing or her or he or she or what or it. And you saw it. You identified it as an opportunity. Yeah. And you saw it as a real, oh, that, that could be a possibility. Give you an example. One time, years ago, when I first started doing 75 Hard, and learned who Andy Frisella was. And I've probably told you this story before. Jennifer and I were on a date night, and we are at the Ritz-Carlton. Jack was probably two years old. We were still living in Buckhead at the time. I saw Andy Frisella walk by, and I go, Jen, I just saw Andy Frisella walk by. This is after I joined the RTA Syndicate, 
you know, I was a part of everything he was doing. I read all his books. I'd done 75 Hard a couple of times. So I was a great follower and admirer of this guy. Okay? You wanted him. Well, I was just like, holy shit, there, there goes my hero. You know what I'm saying? Here goes his hero. Like the song. There goes my hero. Watch him as he goes. <laughs> and is that exactly what you did is you watched him? So in front of my wife, I was like, I'm going to go talk to him. And, uh, and, and so I, I walk into the room and then I look and I see him, dude, it's Andy Frisella and he's got an entourage with him. His brother's there. His dad's there. A very intimidating bunch. Dude, he's got, yeah. And I mean, they've got like the main couches in the St. Regis locked down. And so I know if, and people, and you know, he's in, immersed in conversation with his people. Hey, Mr. And if you Fischella, don't know this guy, right. he's an intense guy. Right. Okay. And uh, I was terrified, dude. I was absolutely fucking terrified. I don't think I've ever heard this story. Well, th- here it is. So, <laughs> I, so I was so I was terrified, and and, and you know, if you know this, the layout of the Saint Regis, I was standing over the, by the bar, and they had the main couch, which is kind of like over in the the middle section. So I was kind of standing by the bar, and I was going, "Damn!" And these are the thoughts that were going through my mind. I was like, "Gosh, I am terrified to go over there, and it would be so easy for me." To just go sit back at my seat with my wife and continue my night. And stare at him like you, you know? want, like a puppy dog that wants to be and, over there. And just <laughs> and just relinquish myself to the fact that he was busy. I didn't want to bother him. You know, I mean, all of these are good reasons. Oh, yeah. Not to take action. Absolutely. He doesn't know me really anyways. And right, right. He probably doesn't want to be approached by myself he's strange he's trying to relax it's the weekend i have all these ideas which are rooted in fear right of why i'm not going to go over there and do what i really want to do which is just go shake his hand and say hello you know what i'm saying i was like what am i gonna say i i love lamp this guy you know what i mean because like it's I, not just like he said i mean if he's sitting at the bar having a drink that's one thing hey Andy, Andy, right? Oh, yeah. what's up, man? Hey, I just wanted to come over and say right, hello. But you're going to go interrupt a conversation. Bro, I'm going to go into the lion's den, okay? I mean, it is it is intense over there. Right. I was sitting there going, gosh, I don't even know what to say. I'm just, I'm just sitting here trying to muster up the balls to go over there and just say hello. This is pathetic. And I was like, that's it. I'm going. That's what I'm going to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> so I went over there, dude. And I mean, my stomach's in my freaking throat. Every step that I take, it just gets stronger. Turn around. Go away. What are you doing? What are you doing? You know? Go back. This is not going to work well, out good. And you have to realize, too, that these are big moments, too, for a person. Because, dude, one of the worst things that you can do is meet your heroes. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's you not know? a good... Yeah, sometimes... Sometimes it doesn't go well. Yeah, because you know? they're, again, heroes... Have bad days too. They're just people, right? You know, and sometimes, and sometimes your heroes might be in the spotlight a little bit more, yeah. and you know how old that shit would get. Oh, bad. So every step I get closer, it just gets more and more like a <laughs> magnet. Like I'm the opposite side of the magnet. Like I'm being pulled in the other direction. Right. I crossed a certain threshold where I couldn't well, you turn can. back. Right, right, right. Once... Everybody was now looking at me. Everybody kind of stopped talking. They saw your approach. And everybody stopped talking at the same time and looked up at me. 
And his brother, whose name is Sal, is a really cool guy. I got to know him since then. He goes, what's up, bro? Which is like, which is a warm welcome. Yeah, which is a warm welcome. And I was like, dude, I got to be completely honest. I've been sitting over there for five minutes trying to muster up the balls to come over here and just say what's up to you guys, man. How are y'all doing tonight, you know? Right. And they were like, ha, ha, everybody laughed, you know what I mean? And it was cool. And Andy got up and gave me daps, and everybody gave me a hug and came over. They're like, sit down, dude. And like, they grabbed me a chair. and freaking- left your wife at the bar by Yeah, I left my wife over there, you know what I mean? And, like, and you know, I hung out. It turns out he he owns a racing team. I don't know if anybody knows. First Form has a race car team. Oh wow! Okay, and they were in Atlanta doing the uh, the race on whatever circuit they were on, and they had lost. And they were all just ribbing the fucking race car driver. The race car driver's sitting right there. They're just like, I guess we're going to have to get a new race car driver. You know what I mean? And they were just wearing his ass out. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. And so Imagine what of a bad day he was having. Oh, yeah, dude. And and so anyway, I I got to sit with him for like 15 or 20 minutes until it kind of got like... You felt like you're like you didn't want to overstay. Your well, hand. also I had Jen, you know, and I didn't want to overstay. Hey, my old ball and chain yeah. is back at the bar. Yeah, and so <laughs> I, I kind of excused myself and dapped everybody up and just and just told Andy how much I appreciated great story, everything though. he did. And uh, and so I went back to the table, and obviously I'm just elated. Oh yeah, this, I mean I just hung out with the whole fucking. You got crew, the dopamine bro. hit. Yeah, you're just dude. fucking rushed. Yeah. yeah, so I'm just elated, you know. So I'm sitting back with Jen, and then Sal comes over and comes and finds me and Jen, Andy's brother, and he comes over and he sits with us, dude, for like 15, 20 minutes and drinks champagne with us and talks, tells us about his family, and we talk about everything. We talk about business. Oh, we talk I, about yeah, I've never we heard talk this about story. That. And right, then keeping Ben in his stories. And then Sal checks out, right? And then Andy's dad, Jim, comes over and sits with us oh. for like another 20 minutes, right? You're having the best night of your <laughs> so, life. <laughs> so now we're hanging out with the dad, you know what I'm saying? And then Andy didn't come sit with us, but on his way walking out, he we were in the other room. He kind of turned and he, and he looked around the room for us and he found us and he was like, have a good night, guys. I'm heading off. Have a good night. Great to meet you. And and walk. What off. a great night. And I was just like. See, that's what happens. And when that's you... just a small example of what we're talking about here. Right. Exactly. That's just a moment in time. I mean, that whole thing, that story probably lasted two hours. Right. But we do this every single fucking day. Right. Where you have opportunities. Somehow I just was there at the same time as him. But the world, there you was know, a reason. I mean, you know, and yeah, some one part of it's luck and to force yourself to recognize the opportunity right. because you saw one of your heroes, right. I guess you'd say, and you go, holy shit. Well, people say mentor and stuff. Men to hero, dry. Right, right. Mentor. No, the guy's one of my heroes. Right, Absolutely. Right. But you saw him. You were put into this particular place where your paths could absolutely cross. Right. Could you let it go unnoticed? That would have been the easiest thing of to course. do. But even though, the, but at the same time, what's the worst he could say? Hey, man, you know, I mean, he could be rude. Yeah. Or he could be welcoming. Or it, it could be very fleeted. It could be, hey, what's up? Shake your hand. Hey, man, thanks. And yeah. then that's it. Yeah. You know, um, but it wasn't. You You hit it off in such a way that the brother came, the dad came, and 
you know, you realized the opportunity and you seized it because yeah, you put the action behind it. And that's what we're talking about. Exactly. We're all given opportunities every day. All day, every day. All day, every day. Every fucking some, second. Some dude. you recognize and some you don't. And, and, and that's fine if that's you don't okay. recognize you know it because mean? we're in our heads. We're thinking some things you might. You, I mean, think about the opportunities that we pass that go oh. unrecognized oh, just because we're focused elsewhere. Oh, it's insane. And it's like like what you see in a movie, like sometimes, like the, the, the camera will pan and you're yeah. like, from the audience, you're seeing it. Right. But the character in the movie. Yeah completely misses it right whether it be he's about to be killed or, right. or well i was gonna not. say it could be good or bad you know sometimes right. not seeing certain things is a blessing and sometimes not acting on certain things is a blessing too you know absolutely Fear but recognizing there, you know for a reason and you should seek to surround yourself with great people and seek to surround put yourself in a business put yourself in a place where there are great opportunities i mean if you're a drug dealer you might want to consider a different line of work because most of them end up dead or in jail. So, you know, yeah, you're going to make a couple licks, but guess what? You're going to have a gun to your head one of these days too. You know, I mean, so there's a natural progression for everything that you, for, for your path in life that you choose and the people who you choose to spend time around. Somebody asked me something the other day and it broke my freaking brain. Well, we've had him on the show before, Jake Kaufman. Oh, oh you, you talking? Yeah, we went and had lunch. Oh. And uh, so I went and had lunch with Jake, and we're just catching up. I mean, there was no real reason to go have lunch. We're yeah, just, yeah. Hey, let's go have lunch. Cool. When? Okay, great. I'll see you then. I'll be in Buckhead that day. And so I went and had lunch with Jake. And Jake Kaufman, you can listen to the episode. He's a pretty powerful thinker. He's been through a lot. He wrote a great book. And... um. He's a very cool guy. He's a very cool guy. He's a coach. But he's hard not to go deep with. I mean, he's one of these people that you inevitably are going to end up in a deep conversation with right. this guy. I mean, right. no matter what. Right. I mean, so, so it wasn't the point of the lunch, but by the time we were done eating, we we're in this incredibly deep conversation. And he goes, he goes, I have a I have a really important question for you. Can I can I ask it? Ooh, and I said, sure. Loaded. He said, he said, um, he said, what do you do with your pain? Ooh. I send the pain below. <laughs> I was like, dude, what? What do you do he with said, your what pain? do you do with your pain? Well, I'm a Christian, so I like to tuck it way down here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. And it and it just it hit me like a lightning bolt. I was like, what a question. What, what do, do you do? do with your pain? Well, ask yourself that, anybody that is um listening to this because i think that is a very good question it's an incredible question well, what do you do and i didn't it? know how to answer it well i think if i had to identify what i would consider internal emotional pain things are going to come up in your mind just when you hear the question right right but then you know everybody has a different i try to i try to not focus me personally when you ask me that question and i'm sitting here repeating it I try to use it as fuel. Okay. Like to help fuel me yeah. towards the things that are positive, things that I'm going for, that I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, versus Stu, 
Now, I don't have, I would honestly say, looking in, I don't feel like I have the type of trauma or I've been through the type of trauma that plagues some people. And I have not experienced some of the trauma that other people have experienced um, or the upbringing or whatever it is that would cause real pain. So, but I guess, you know, the pain. It's a big question. A very big question. It's a big question. Really. And, and, and I get it. I mean, I, I, I have an immediate response for it too. But this question stuck with me. And I started thinking about it, and I started thinking about it, and I kept thinking about it. Hey, where like, do you go? I what was do like, I do with dude, you? I was like, he's right, man. He's so fucking right. The, the issue is, what do you do with your pain? And I was like, I drink my pain. I eat my pain. I avoid my pain i hide from i mean there's all these different things and 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 it goes really deep but you know we do all kinds of different things to deal with our pain other than deal with your pain other than just dealing with it other than just 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 facing acknowledging acknowledging it you're figuring hurt. It I'm out, hurt figuring out what it is when was i what is this from? What is this behavioral aspect from? What is this feeling of depression? Like, where does this come from? Like, what even is it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What is this feeling of loneliness? What is this feeling of sadness? Or what is, what is this feeling of fear? Where does that even come from? Because, it, because you know, just like the opportunities that we find where we have to act in faith toward them to actually obtain them if we just act in fear if we avoid those things we will not get those opportunities right um you know it's the same thing with regard to doing the the work on on yourself if you avoid that well it's going to manifest you die with your pain and it's going to manifest in behaviors and and disease yeah Right. All different kinds of things. We don't have to heal. We don't have to get better. We can just go through our lives and die with all the things that hurt us. That we hold on to. Right. And we all have something that we're holding on to that's painful, right? Right. But we can also do the work and figure out what it is and let it go so that we can literally be the best version of ourselves possible and we can die the hero of our own fucking story. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Powerful. That's very powerful. It's a very powerful question. And I wouldn't and I would ask our audience or our listeners who hear this to ask themselves that question. What yeah. do you do with your pain? What do you do with it, man? Yeah. Are you just burying it with more stuff typically I, I mean yeah it's an easy that's an easy go-to right are you having the conversation with your wife that you need to have are you having the conversation with your business partner that you need to have are you having the conversation <laughs> i'm just saying like right, you right. know these things are these are things that we hold on to and it's easy to avoid these things so oh, yeah. as not to confront them because we know it's going to be painful right or uncomfortable or maybe it already is painful and you don't want to appear vulnerable or whatever. I'm just saying those are just Pussy. a few those are just a few examples, you know. 
God damn. Maybe you do want to smoke a boner. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke or maybe you did. Yeah. And maybe there's a bit of regret. Just a little bit. Or maybe you liked it. Yeah. Or maybe you hated it. And that first. hurts. <laughs> you can't deal with it anymore. I would um, ask you to consider that question. I think that's a really deep question. He knew what he was doing when he asked you that he question. He sure did, dude. Yeah. He's like, watch this. I'm going to blow He's his like, fucking what? mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I, I, I get the same response to everybody. Exactly. Everybody's like, Ugh. "Oh God, no! <laughs> Why? Why did I have lunch with you?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Man Fuse podcast. Drop us a line seven seven zero seven four four five two two seven. Hit us up at manfuse.com. Welcome twenty twenty four. We are here. Don't be a whore. It's twenty twenty four. Don't be a whore. It's twenty twenty four. Media.